Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. About a topic, the father of lights. The father of lights. I will start off from this place. When you read Numbers chapter 7. Wake up, wake up. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, one of the things that happened in those days is that when God normally speaks, that in, 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 in is it um, Exodus 25, when God was talking about this is how you should build a tabernacle. He was telling them that, you know, when you build the tabernacle, there should be, um, there should be the heart of God. Then in the middle of it, you should build something that is called the mercy seat. And he said, from within that mercy seat, I will speak. Now, the Bible says here that, that now, when Moses, when, now when Moses went into the tabernacle of meeting to speak with him, he had the voice speaking to him above the mercy seat and, and, and was on the hack of testimony between the two cherubs. That is why when you hear in the Sianus Hall, they say that, um, I don't know what to speak it in English. That was in this, yes, hallelujah. When you are reading so much with you, you just, you know what you're talking about, but you just don't know how to speak it in English. Amen. So, so the Bible says that God is speaking from within. God is speaking from me. Now, I want you to know what the Bible did not say. The Bible said, did not say that God is physically sitting there. He said his voice came from within. Oh, does that make sense? So God help us in Jesus' name. So he, 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 let's go to the next one, please. And I'm just going to show you. See, there was no way you could miss where God, when God arrived. This was a tabernacle. So when God descended. Everybody knew God was there. So when Moses approached him into the tabernacle, this is how it looked like. The presence, the largest light comes and stands in between those cherubs and from there he speaks. But what I'm trying to point out to us is that he represented himself as light. He represented himself as light. Now, this is the challenge of generally as we begin, because it's not only now, it has happened before. See, there is no way you would miss that God is inside this place. You know, when you walk into the place, you would know. But what happened was that there was a day where there was not this light, and Aaron was walking generally in the church because he did not see this kind of light. So as far as he was concerned, God was not there. And so when you see Lepticus, please, chapter 16, verse 2, and the Bible says, and the Lord told, the Lord said to Moses, tell your brother Aaron not to just come at any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat, which, um, which is on the hack, least he dies. For I, will for I will appear in the cloud 
above the mercy seat. So what was happening was that um, Aaron entered the place. He didn't see, he didn't see anything. There was nothing spectacular. So he was just going in and out, in and out, in and out, until God said, tell this boy, because you don't see fire, <laughs> does not mean I'm not there. Say, because one day you will just, you will just come in and will not go out. And at times, when people enter the presence of God, at times, it is important that you are aware that either you feel somebody move or you don't feel anybody move, God is standing there. But most of the time, people miss it. I've, I've been in a service once where somebody was waiting for the pastor of the church to finish, they should finish all the service. I want to go and speak to him. I want, to lay, I want him to lay hands on me. And I was standing at the back, and God laid in my hand and said, he's waiting to see my servant while I'm standing next to him. I've seen it a couple of times where, where a servant of God will say, meet me at a particular place at a particular time. And the person gets there. They asked me, where is the pastor? Ah, the pastor is not here. Oh, what kind of nonsense is this? I have so many troubles. And things and things and things like that. And they will leave. But what they've missed is that something called the spirit of the prophet, which is greater than the prophet himself. When he said he meets me here, he's not the physical person that you want to meet. If he had said, God, I have come here and I cannot see this person, but I know you can hear me. This and this and this and this is what I have. I guarantee you that prayer will get answered. But that person has postponed their testimony to whenever they see the prophet. So the Bible says that they were not, they did not realize that God was in the place. Now, when Jesus was going to come, Jesus appeared, and in John chapter 8, he said, I am, chapter 12, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but, but have the light of life. Now, what this means is that the light of God produces, it affects a life. The life of God impacts, the light of God impacts life. The life of God impacts life. So, as we gather, the, the, I, the, 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 what happens is that as you fellowship, as you come into fellowship with the God of light, it begins, that light begins to affect your life as an individual. That light begins to affect your life as an individual. John chapter 1 verse 4, he says, he says, he says, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. So there is a transition of light. And it affects your life. Or it generates a life that comes in. Now, where it now comes to a point is when God now swapped that or extended that class and he now says in Matthew chapter 5, he says that, he says that you are the light of the world. 
That means that your light, as, as you partake in my life, and that my life creates light in you, your whole light is supposed to impact the world. That means your life is supposed to see, there are, you are not, God, once you leave this world, your light is not relevant. Because they, 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 they don't need light in heaven. The Bible says that they don't need sun because God himself will be their sun. So that means that when we are talking about light, he said, you are the light of the world. That means that there would be darkness around. What is darkness? Darkness is confusion. Darkness is things that you don't, you're not sure of. You know, if, you, if this place's room is dark now and there are two um, microphones and somebody says, on that table, bring me a white or um, a gray microphone. You will not know which one is gray in the black hand because it is in the dark. So you are just... You are just gambling. Or then you are be holding something you should not hold. But you are convinced that you are holding what is right. Why? Because you are in darkness. So the Bible says that now, a light that is set upon the hill that should not, that should not be hidden. Nor do, do they light, said, he said, or do they light, light a lamp and put it under a basket. Now, verse 16, let's go to verse 16. He says, let your light shine before men, not before God, that they may see your good word. That means they may see your, the impact you bring to them and glorify God who is in heaven. So that means that, see, it is not praise and worship alone that glorifies God. There is an aspect of praise that God receives as a result of your impacting the community around you or the people you meet day to day. But that is the part of praise that God at times struggles to get. Because the only one he gets is when you clap and you shout and you praise God. There's nobody who has said, ah, thank God I met this person today. If I did, those are, that's why the Bible is talking about, he said, they glorify God who is in heaven. Hallelujah. Now, Philippians even explains it further. He says, he says that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse world among whom you should shine as light. You are not to shine as light in church because the father of light is there. Where you should shine your light is in your, is in, is in your community. And God laid a process that light translates to life. That light translates to life. So, it is important that we understand that, you know, the, 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 the you know, we, we can, 
I, I can even, we can even go more into, into, into the dimensions of life because, you know, God was talking, Jesus was talking about John the Baptist. He said, I can testify of John that he's a, he's a shining and a burning light. So that means he didn't say shining or burning. He said it's a shining and burning light. What does he mean? There are lights that shine but don't burn. There are lights that burn but don't shine. But what he expects of you is that you will have a light that both burns and shines. What is a light that shines? A light that shines is one that has direction. But a light that burns destroys all the works of the devil. But some Christians, they know, they can quote all the scriptures, they know all the ins and outs, but they are not burning anything. They are still tied up, so they are going nowhere. There are some Christians that can pray to tomorrow, call fire down. They will get delivered, but they are going nowhere. Because there is no direction. That's why Jesus was saying that I can testify of him that he is a shining and a burning light. Psalm 119 verse, and that's where we'll begin to come a little bit closer and as I begin to share a couple of things with you. Psalm 130, he said, at the entrance of your word gives life and understanding to the simple. So that means that as the word of God comes in, so through his word, as his word is being revealed, light is coming in. And you begin to understand certain things. That's why David will say that when I came into the tabernacle, I understood the hands of it. I understood the hands of it. May God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. Can I make sense to you? Look, I believe. Yeah. Now, I am going to... <laughs> Say some certain things, and I hope that you would, God would grant you the understanding to just follow me as we go. This scripture says that it says, Woe to you, lawyers, not lawyers, but scribes. Yeah, hallelujah. The lawyer have said, No, <laughs> hallelujah, amen. But these were Pharisees, the teachers of the law. And he said, you have taken away the key of knowledge and you will not enter it and those who are entering, you hinder them. So what he's saying that as a result of them having the, 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 the office to teach, they can determine how far you go. That's why Jesus was saying, they said, what to you, you have the key of knowledge, but you will not allow others to come in. And as I begin to bring this closer to you, I hope that we would be able to, let's go to Matthew, please. I think. Now, please understand one thing. As we read Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What does this scripture connote to you? One, generally, the head, even though heaven has certain things ready for you, you determine it here. 
for it to be released unto you. Does that make sense? Secondly, he said, keys. Jesus did not say, the key of the kingdom of heaven. He said, keys. That is why when you read Luke, the previous scripture we read, he said, you take away the key of knowledge. So that means that there are keys to open different doors in the kingdom of God. And I would try to explain a couple to us as we talk about the Father of Light and why we need to seek light as Christians. Let's go, please. I am going to say a couple of things, and that's why I said I pray that God will give you understanding or give us all understanding to understand them. We sing this prayer. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. So if prayer is the master key, that means that there are other keys. Does that make sense? Prayer is the key, or it is an handle to other keys. Prayer is the key, or is an handle to other keys in the kingdom. I have another one where I, you know, I was debating how not to, so that I don't, you don't miss it quickly. I said, prayer is a key to a door that leads to other doors that has keys. For example, let's say you want to come into the computer room or other rooms like that. You need the key to that main door to be able to access other doors. The challenge would be if your only key you have is that front door, you are already in, but you will never enter other doors. Prayer is the key. And that's why I love that song, the master key to the building. But there are other keys that open other doors. Jeremiah chapter 33 says to uh, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 3 said, call unto me I would answer you. He said, I will show you. I will give you revelations of things you don't know. What is God saying here is that prayer gives you access, but he only gives you access to more opportunities to discover other things. In this, what he's saying is that pray, this kind of prayer is not an answer in itself, but it is an answer to access other things that you don't know. May God grant us grace. That is why if we don't understand these things, 
you don't understand that there because there are, see there are things that you I, I, I believe that let's 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 move on a bit hallelujah mark chapter I'm going to use this as an example for you. Casting out demons. Mark chapter 16 verse 17. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. This is the deliverance that is done to demons. Does that make sense? Now, read that, when we read Isaiah chapter, let's read Isaiah. Isaiah chapter, who was that? He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Sent me to hear the broken hearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive. This is also deliverance. Are we together? If you cast out a demon from somebody, the demon will leave, but that person is still in bondage because it is only one key that you have used. The other one, the person is still there. Does this make sense? That is why, see, they used to do it where I come from. And I think most of us, um, except some other people, if you think that you are British, you are not Nigerian, you are, you, your parents came from Nigeria. Amen. Hallelujah. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Aside from other ones that are not purely Nigerians, and I understand, and we appreciate that. You are all welcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we were younger, when you buy chicken or hen, she hen lamb, yeah, hen lamb, you buy chicken, hallelujah. Because I know that because before the English people begin to say uh, which one is which, you buy um, hen, you give them um, Agbadu, that is corn. That's what we use. We don't use all this feed. Not sweet corn. It is corn. Yeah, it is proper, proper corn. No, I know that it's a bit because some of us have not really seen all these things. We just, you know. So what they do then is that they give them that corn for a period of time. So over a period of time, they will release them afterwards, but they will keep coming back to that place. They have already been released, but they keep coming back because that is where they've known to be where they hit. Does that make sense? There's another one that we normally do is that when you take an animal, like um, a dog or um, ram, in order for it not to run away, you will tie it in a place for a long period of time. So when you now remove the rope, it will still remain there because in his mind, he's still tied to that thing. Does that make sense? 
So, when you do this level of, that's why I was saying that prayer is the key. But it is only, most of the time, a key to other keys. And if you don't understand that, you would say, but I have been delivered. Yes. But there are other things that you need to know. Hallelujah. God help us in Jesus' name. Can I ask you a question? What particular principle do you have as a Christian that you know that each time when something happens, this is what you're supposed to do? Aside from praying. A principle that has been established that you know that if this thing happens, this is what to do. Biblically, that you know that I'm not the one that you can point in scripture. And you know that, you know, this is what I'm going to do. This is, I know that this is what I'm going to do, not theoretical. It's something that you have done, you have practiced, you know this is a system that works. That will determine how many keys you have. That you will not, first of all, go and, first of all, that we are talking about light. Light is certainty. You know what you are talking about. So you are not, first of all, running around trying to look for this or that. You know what to do. Do you have at least two? That you can confidently say, I'm not saying this is not pride. This is what, I'm talking about what you have found in the scriptures, you have used, and it has become a, um, a principle in your life. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because the more you get there, the more you become stable as a Christian. I don't know if I'm... Let's go on here. That is why the Bible says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled. There are times you come into some level of understanding of certain things. It is settled. There is the principle which Jesus teaches, or the Bible teaches. Okay, let's, let's just... Um, now, okay, let's just read on. I'll, I'll, I'll get a heart. He says, Now, brethren, I commit you to God and to his word of which is able to build you up and give you your inheritance. So that means that there is something that you know you have. Does this make sense? And that's why the Tarumi chapter 29, verse 29, says that, that he said the secret things belong to God. 
But the things you have received or he has revealed to you becomes your own. And it is not only your own, the revelations that you have seen, you can pass it to children. When you, you can say, you know, this is what we do when something happens. Please, I am not talking about pattern of prayer. There was a time when, you know, we, we thank God and, you know, we, we learn. And that's one thing I want to emphasize also here. That light grows in dimension. You keep growing in light. You keep growing in light. Now, I, I was saying to us last week or two weeks ago that, you know, recently I went to the shop and I used my card and it bounced, basically. I have never, it has never happened to me, <laughs> but it happened. And I called my wife and said, ah, I have a testimony. God is faithful. See, sir, man, it gets to a level of having, not that you, you, are, you are already settled in it. It doesn't, you are not, you are not shaking. You are, you, you are not shaking. That's why, you know, let me give you an example of Jesus. The Bible says in John chapter 6, who's, who has this place? John chapter 6, verse 6, he said, and the Bible says, and this was when Jesus wanted to feed the, 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 um, the 5,000. And the Bible says that, he said that today, what are they going to eat? And the Bible says that he said to them to test them, for he himself, he, he knew what was, what was supposed to happen. And what did he do? The Bible says he raised it up before God and he gave thanks. How does it come something that he knows? Psalm 69. He says, let the people praise you, O Lord. Let the people praise you and the heart will yield its increase. The same thing when he went to John, um, Nazareth's burial ground. It wasn't about, it was just a principle. It was settled. They knew that this is how you react to certain things. See, there are certain things that, please, I hope that God will give you the understanding to get what I'm saying. You know, there was a time when we were talking about something and my, my wife was saying, you know, this is what and what and things like that. I said, this is what God is going to say. She said, is that what God is saying? And I said, no. I didn't say I had God. I said, this is what he's going to say. And when we got to a, um, to a place and we're having a service and somebody was in trance, said exactly the same thing. I said, no. <laughs> See, there are some principles that is settled. I am not saying you cannot hear God. Don't get me wrong. It is important to keep hearing God because you would keep growing in revelation. But you, you need to get to a point as a Christian where some things, some principles are settled. 
for you. May God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. Please just go on. Now, because when you don't understand, he can cause Jesus himself to cry. Because he's helpless. The Bible says that, and he drew near the city and he wept over it, saying, if you had known, especially in this your day, the things which is, which, the things that make your peace. Just see, there are some things that no matter how spiritual you are, God, there is nothing he can do. There was a day that something happened back in Nigeria. Then I was, I was studying, I've been doing something. Then I now, I was doing something not knowing what it, what it was. I just discovered that my unit was growing. The unit that you hardly had anybody, that unit was growing. Ah. To the extent that I was turning away applications. Because I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on. What were we doing? Simple. We started going to one another's. So what we do is that we we look after all the members in my unit days. I was then in Osu, so we were all members. So what we do is that we split the campuses. And some people are in Jebugbo, some people are in, which is quite a distance. So I was person coordinating all the pastors there. So we will go. So what we do is that we don't have to encourage everybody. Those that are from, I don't know how best to put it. Um, yes, yeah, sales. I don't know. I'm just look at which part of UK I can use to. That is not going to be okay. Let's say that for those in North London are trying to visit those in, in the West. So we have pastors in the the East. So we take so everybody from East South. Sorry, from north, uh, south, and, and west, come to the east to come and go. So we go to all the members' houses there. We pray for them. We speak to them and things like that. But what we now do is that we now, when we, you that you are hosting us, you have to cook for every one of us. So we we'll eat, we will pray, then we will go out. We're doing it like that, and the group started to expand it. So I had finished uni. I was at home one day on the dining table. I was just reading the Bible. And I read the book of Acts. Where the Bible says that they went to one another's house. They were breaking bread. And God was adding to their number. I said, ah? I said, this thing is here. And God said, no, it is not my job to read the Bible. It is your job to read. If you don't know, then that's your problem. Now, I used to see Personally, the way I was the way God treats me about certain things, I feel envious of so many people. Because I just, <laughs> I don't know how people talk, that like God talks to them, and you know, He doesn't talk to me that way <laughs> most of the time. You know what I'm trying to say? He takes me straight away. It's not about, there is no room for, you know, there was one day I did something wrong, and He said, Have you heard about the ozone layer? I said, Yes. He said, What does the ozone layer do? I said, the ozone layer protects the sun <laughs> from the heart from the sun, so we don't feel the heat. He said, as the temperature of the sun changed, 
I said, yeah. I said, he said, I have not changed. I'm still the God of the Old Testament. He said, the Zulia before you is Jesus. He said, be careful. You know, so, <laughs> you hear those things, you would, you would sit up straight. You know, there's no, there's no room for all this. Uh, you know, ah, I, God is taking me easy, easy. You know, ah, it is good. Honestly, I love your life. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God. I love your life. You understand what I'm saying? I've seen days where I was doing something wrong. You know, you, some people have, no, I love the testimony today. God who takes it easy with you. It's good. He takes it easy with me. You know what I'm saying? But there was a day, you know, see, I was like, I, I, was a, so I saw someone in my dream and I was saying, come. And as I was walking closer, he said, we are talking to you. We are saying, do this. You are doing something else and things like that. And the next thing I had was a slap. That slap, I woke up, ran from the downstairs upstairs. So, uh, you know, when I just see people at times, and I just go, you know, ah. <laughs> but the Bible scripture that says it is those who he loves that he chastises. But it's just that there's some chastisement that, you know. When I was dating someone then, and God was saying, no, 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 I don't like what this, the way this, this thing is going. Hey, you know, how I do, you know, and things like that. Oh, God. <laughs> That day, I was thank God there was nobody at home on that day in back inside. I was the only one. I was sleeping downstairs on the bed, on the, on the couch. And that person was talking to me. And it's normal, the normal way. <laughs> and that person had like a long cane. I literally jumped off the bed. <laughs> There's nobody that told me that, you know, that relationship is over. It's as simple as that. It's not difficult. You know, all these are, I am, I am debating with God. God grant you grace. Amen. So God help us in Jesus' name. Now, what we're talking about here is that it says that you, it was saying, see, there is nothing I can do. Now, these things are not do not stop only at prayer. There are revelations, there are understanding of the scriptures that your life must be based on. Or else, you will keep going up and down. There was a day when I was struggling with my prayer life. And God said to me, he said, the problem why you, your prayer life is here today, down tomorrow, is because of something you don't understand. And so he said, no, until then you go and understand why Jesus was praying even though he was the son of God, where he had no problem, then your prayer life will not be going up and down. What he's saying is that it is because you don't have a clue. You don't understand the principle. So you think that, you know, it is when back to come, that's where you begin to pray. It doesn't work that way. Having access to the truth. Let's read, please, Isaiah 29. It says, people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. He said, people walking, who walk in darkness, I, I, I've, seen, I've seen a great light. And those who dwell in the land of, of... So basically, having access to light moves you into a new level. Having access to light moves you into a new level. 
And as the word of God keeps going on, God is accessing you, bringing you into a new revelation. So I will say, you know, ah, we don't hold this salmon. We don't need this. We don't, see, it is, you don't, all you are using is one key. All you are using is one key. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Now, the problem, one of the challenges is this. Is that, it says, the God of this age has blinded their hearts. Least they have, least the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, whom his image should shine on them. So one thing the devil keeps allowing you to do is to block your access to light. It begins to cover up your mind in such a way whereby, see, I was... Let me take the next scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Go to chapter 3, sorry. He said to today, when Moses is read, now when it means Moses, it means the scriptures, the Torah. So when Moses is read, the veil is on their hearts, not on their eyes, on their hearts. Nevertheless, when they turn to God, that veil is taken off. One of the challenges, okay, I was listening to someone who was born blind and somebody was saying, was kind of feeling bad for them. And the person was saying that, you know, there's nothing to feel bad for because I don't, my world is not like yours. I can't see. It's not, there's nothing for me. It's not, I don't expect. In fact, when you speak to people who are born blind or have been blind from birth, they too have dreams. But their dreams is not in pictures like you see. So what they do is that their dreams is either in smell or they hear something and they can tell you this is what they saw. What am I trying to say is that at times, when people's mind is blinded, they, you do, they don't know that something is wrong because that blindness is there. They can't access light. So no matter how much you are, you are, you are screaming, they have no clue what you're talking about because they cannot access light. That's why the Bible says, nevertheless, and that is what our prayer, our, our prayer is, is, is there for as we come in as a church. Nevertheless, when you turn to the Lord, whatever, the, in 2020, the veil is removed and you have access to light. You have access to light. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2, he says, I said to him, he said, behold, darkness covers the heart and deep darkness. He said, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory shall be seen upon you. Do you know, sorry, so now, it's interesting that the Bible says, it did say that the Lord will arise over the world. He said, the Lord will arise over you and his glory that is, the light shall be seen through you. I have explained this to us, but I'll explain it again. We, the, we are in the time where darkness is covering the heart. But in the time of darkness, sun doesn't walk. Have you ever seen sun walking? Have you ever seen sun in the night? Yeah, well, 
you know, we live in the awkward part of the world. But if you go to Nigeria, where everything is normal, it is, it is in the night. It is night. <laughs> That's how I try to say. There is no walking in the sun, thinking that it is night. It is night. And the futures of night is that sun is not functioning. So what functions in the night? The moon. How does the moon get its light? It gets its light from the sun. So it says, as the Lord arises upon you, the sun, the moon is the reflector of the light of the sun. The moon has no light in itself. That's why when you see at times you can have a full black moon. Because moon naturally doesn't have light. But as the Lord arises upon you, your light begins to beam through into the world. So when we gather before the father of light, and as he beams upon his children, the light begins to show through them into the world. Does this make sense? Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2. It says, you are. Now, why would he say? He said because, why would he say you are? Because he's trying to define who you are and where you are so that you can understand. He said you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a, whole, a, a special person. A special people, you know, I was talking to someone. Someone was saying to me, you know, it was actually something that, you know, part of all those coding classes. God, everybody is doing this. Why am I different? You are a special person. You know, the Yoruba version is one that he spoke to me when I said, the way he said, And the thing that will normally follow after that is that what part of that don't you understand? And he now said, he has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light. But as you increase light, you will begin to have access to greater parts to begin to deal with things. As you move from one level of understanding to another, your, your light is established. That's why the Bible says, by, by, by knowledge, a house is built, but by understanding, it is established. What is the difference between knowledge and understanding? Knowledge is when you get something to know about. Understanding is when that knowledge has settled and it's already practicable to you. It becomes a foundation for you to base your life on. When I was about to get my one of the things that God said to me, said, you know, you need to understand one thing. That look at this world as I, as the Bible says that by, by he, said, he said, I held this world together with my word. He said, as long as you begin to practice and apply the scriptures in your house. I'm talking about reading scriptures to yourself. I'm talking about living 
committing yourselves to that spirit. Say that house will not be broken. But when you begin to move away from the teachings of the scriptures, both parts or whatever it is, you begin to struggle. I was, I, was, I was talking to a couple recently or late last year that I was canceling and the husband was saying, I've been praying. I said, yes. I said, thank God for prayer, sir. But you know, prayer is good. Let's put prayer here. Because prayer is a key to other principles that make things work. So I said, if you, you can't be, I said, I can't I can sense that you pray more than I do. But there are keys. I said, so let us sit down and discuss these keys. Let us look for the keys. Or else you will turn yourself to a prayer warrior. And nothing will be happening. Nothing will be happening. How many of us have people pray for, uh, what do they call it now, uh, a career breakthrough? And you pray and pray and pray and pray. God, do wonder, do wonder, do wonder. He said, he said I can't just be like. And he says, I released it, but you can't get it. Why? Because other keys lead you into that. And that is what I want you to keep looking for. And I'm just going to say this as I end. That is why, can I last like this? That is why I believe that, I believe that it is important that prayer becomes an handle to other keys. Especially in this day and age that we are in. When there is abundance of revelation and abundance of truth, but you need to know which truth is applicable to you at the level of your life. When you have a Christian that just gave their life to Christ, and the teaching that they get after that is about how God wants to bless you. That Christian will fall at a later day because they have not grown. That's why when Paul was talking, there, are, there is what is called the elementary principles of Christ. And he said, I will not teach you. That means that at a time in life, there are some truths you may have and may hinder you from getting anywhere. Because you have, you have accessed the truth from number, uh, class number, um, primary five, but you are still in primary one. That is why you can see a Christian at times, they have access to so many lights, but they are not going anywhere because they have been built in the wrong way. It's as if, it's as if you, are, you want to build a house. You have all the blocks and all the, um, what, um, the, the wood and things like that. So where you are supposed to put the block, you put the wood. By the time you build everything up, what will happen? It will come down. It is important, especially as there are so many revelations out there. Every one of them, if it is the revelation of God, is true. But it is not every truth 
that you can access at a level of life. That's why even Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples, he said, he said, there are so many things I want to tell you, but you cannot handle it now. If Jesus is measuring what he gives to people, <laughs> that's why you can have Christians who can have access to so many truths. And you look at them, you know they are going nowhere. Why? Because there is no foundation. They only know, they know, they can tell you the principle of this, principle of that. But it cannot work because somebody who built them has built them in a wrong way. That is why there is nothing in the, the Bible does not encourage self-developed Christian. The Bible says somebody must disciple you. Teach you the basic steps before you go. Or else, if there is no supervision, you'll just be hitting everything that you see. It is good, but it will only hold you back in the future. Like I said, the, the Christian that has not see, I was, and that is why it's important. I was watching a pastor's ministry. And in that ministry, I know that God does a lot of things, heal people. But in that, in that service, I saw them doing sign, using sign language where there's other people whose ears have been open. If you don't understand certain things in the scriptures and how time and things happen, you will say, what is going on here? This morning, overnight, I felt that God was asking me a question. He said, do you still have the ability for me to teach you something for over three years? Or are you getting infected with God said this now, God said this now, God said this now. I want to find out what God is saying. No, there, there, there is that aspect of it. And he said, do you remember that I took Moses for 40 days to sit down to hear me? Do you have the capacity? He said, because deeper things will not always come to you that way. He said, those who have conquered the truth, found the truth, and they have developed it to a point. Some of them, have you ever seen a preacher saying that God has been dealing with me for 10 years about this? Some people take, some people may have only one truth, but that truth, they will tell you that they built it for over 50 years. Then it becomes a foundation that generations can stand on. But all this, quick, 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 quick here and there, Ah, any nation that stands on it, it is, it is down. No? And that was the challenge that God gave me this morning. Said, yes, but I need you to understand the other aspect of me. That I'm talking to you about something. I may not give you an answer for the next two, three years, but you will still be pursuing it until you get it. Then when you get it, you will know you have gotten it. God grant us grace. Let us stand up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.